This episode is brought to you by Bloat Games. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. If you're looking for games that combine the classic RPG feel with the light, concise rule set of today's indie games in a variety of genres, you gotta check out Bloat Games. Their survived this rules take a cue from the old school games of yore and combine them with a stripped down but easy to understand mechanic that plays fast and fun, giving you an exciting, thrilling game session every time. Whether it's fighting off zombies, swinging a great axe and slinging spells in dark, dangerous, creature-filled forests, riding your 10-speed bike through monster-infested suburbs, or keeping the city streets safe from super-powered menaces, the survive this system is the one that'll keep your players coming back to the table. Check out these great RPGs, in addition to card games and other fantastic things they offer, at bloatgames.squarespace.com or at drivethroughrpg.com. Bloat Games. The worlds are fiction, but the fun is real. Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff. With your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well, as I am doing well. Yes, I am getting sponsors. I hope to get sponsors anyway. I'm also looking into a Patreon page, so I will keep you posted on that. Anyone who wants to sponsor me, you can have a nice ad like that at the beginning of my show. But... Be that as it may, I'm here to talk about pacing today. I see some really good things on YouTube and other places about pacing. Pacing is one of those things where, where it makes, uh, it's one of the, this, GMing is one of those things where they say it's more of an art, more of, I don't know, an art than a craft or something like that, because there are certain aspects about it, as is any entertainment that is kind of ephemeral, and what I mean by that is it's what you do and practice doing. It's how you do it. It's it, You might call it your style, your way of doing things, but pacing is one of those ephemeral things. Either you, you get it or you don't, and getting it, and anybody can get it. That's the thing. Because what it takes is practice, and there's no way around it. This is what makes GMing GMing, is the practice and getting better at things and getting better at doing this. Same thing with acting, same thing with writing, same thing with radio, same thing with television, whatever. Whatever it is, dancing, things like that. This is the kind of thing where you have to kind of Open your mind and just let, uh, just keep doing it. Learn by doing. Keep doing it. Review yourself after every game, after every session. Saying, okay, how did this go? How, why didn't this work? How can I fix that kind of thing? Ask people, ask players, ask other players, ask other GMs. Watch videos, things like that. And you'll start getting an idea of once you start working it, you 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 know you you do all this research once you start working it because you can't prep forever once you start working it it starts to come it starts to flow and once you start feeling 
like you've got a handle on it. And that's the whole thing. There's something that a friend of mine says something in acting that I think is very pertinent here. He says, when I was acting, when I was first on stage, things like that, he had to really work his craft because if there are, he's had some parts where he didn't, you know, he had trouble remembering his lines or his blocking or the character and things like that. And he really had to work at it because he said the part was on top. I was not on top of the part. The part was on top of me. And that's not a good place to be. So with time, practice, and just paying attention, he got better. And now he gets on top of those parts and not, and that's, that's the way I feel too. If I'm on top of a part, I'm home free. I'm pretty much, I did the work, I put in the work, and I'm home free. So that's what you got to think about when you're, when you're doing this. You got to just, you know, play and play and GM and GM and GM and GM. Until you, until you, and, and in the meantime, prep and just concentrate on what your weak spots are. Now, because like I said, you can't prep forever. You can't just sit there and prep and prep and prep a game and not run it. You're never going to, you're never going to get the joy of watching your game come alive. You're never going to get the practice. You're just going to sit there and there's just going to be a bunch of notes sitting there. Yeah, you can tell people about it, but who wants to hear, you know, who wants to hear your long-winded story about your your great campaign that you never ran? So, get out there, prep and practice. Now, what are pay and pacing will will come. There's some really good there's some really good resources out there on the internet. There's some YouTube resources that are good. And just look them up. Just look up RPG pacing or GM pacing or DM pacing or something like that. Don't, don't ignore what kind of game it is, what edition it is, whether it's Pathfinder or something else. Ignore that. Watch, listen to what they're saying. There's also some good books out there that that work. Uh, the Lazy Dungeon Master and the Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master. That will help you with prep, but it'll also help you with pacing. So check it out. Well, what I wanted to say about pacing is I got a little, here's something, here's one thing about pacing that helps. Think of your game. Some people think of it as a TV series with an overarching, you know, plot and all that kind of stuff. Well, that's fine. That works. I've done that before myself. But there's other tips and tricks you can use too. First of all, for one, think of your game as a movie serial. Anybody remember those? I'm I'm old, so I don't remember the movie serials. Seeing them on, uh, you can find them on DVD and such like this. Back in the 20s, 30s, and 40s, even the 50s, they had movie serials, which was basically a serialized story they told in told in like 15 minute chunks. They were two reelers that they'd run before the the main feature, and the kids had come back or the people had come back to find out what happened. And there's some famous ones like The Perils of Pauline and the Silence or stuff like King of the Rocket Men, Invaders from Wherever. All I can, They even did some popular songs like Captain Marvel and Superman and Batman all got serials. And they were so and they were done in chapters. Once a week you go to the movies and watch it and see what happens. And they always ended 
except for the first one and the last one. Well, the, except the last one. They always ended on a cliffhanger. A cliffhanger is great. They will do something like Superman was caught in a cave, a cave burial that he couldn't get out of, and he's buried, and there's kryptonite in there, and he's getting weaker and weaker, and everybody thinks he's dead. The next chapter, next week, he gets out of it somehow. So that's how you should, to me, that's how you should think about the pacing sometimes, a movie serial. And I love cliffhangers. I love ending on cliffhangers. I've got quite a few games where we've ended on cliffhangers that have been fun. And it's it's just a really, really nice way of doing it. For instance, your group gets trapped on in a in a large dungeon hallway. One side there's a dozen orcs, and in the and in back of them are six bugbears. And there's nowhere to go. And okay, we're going to stop there. We'll see you in a week or two weeks or however long you play. And that that uh, that time you stop. And they go what? And you're just you says yeah, that's it. So next week or the week or the next two weeks or whatever, you got all that time to think about it. They have all that time to think about it. And sometimes that's a good thing. If you end at a certain point, like one time we were playing Labyrinth Lord and we had to take out a green dragon and he had a horde and we sat there and it, this was a bi-weekly game and we were in our safe spot and we're going, okay, how are we going to do this? We got so many, we got like three mages, we got a thief and a couple fighters. How are we going to do this? And he said, okay, we're going to end now. And he even, the, the GM even said, Matt said, you guys have two weeks to figure out what you're, how you're going to do this. And we figured it out and we stopped, we defeated that red dragon. So that's a good thing. Give him some time to think. It's okay. But if you have a cliffhanger like this, and then the next week, either they or you will come up with a way for them to get out of it. Maybe a teleport door, or maybe they can parlay with one of the groups, or maybe there's another group coming up behind the bugbears, and or you know just something. The thing the thing I liked about serials is they come out with some come come up with some outrageous stuff as far as like getting the hair the characters out of a out of a situation. They never painted themselves in a corner because here, here's what you do. You end the cliffhanger and when you come back, you start the game like a few minutes before this happens. Say they ended the cliffhanger on the two, the orcs and the bugbears. They're going to the right and all of a sudden, boom, there they are. End of session. Next session, pull it back about five minutes. They're going through the dungeon. And then you can do stuff like, they can do stuff like make perception rolls. Or say, I'm going to look over here. Or I'm going to ready this. Or I'm going to this, that, and the other thing. Because they know what's coming. And there's nothing wrong with players knowing what's coming. As long as they know what's just coming. You know, I don't want, you know, you're not going to give them the whole dungeon. You're not going to give them the whole scenario. So what you do is, okay, 
What do you and and I wouldn't even say anything to okay. Remember last time we stopped we 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 stopped at this point and just sort of vaguely say, Okay, you guys going through the dungeon. Do you remember what happened? Yes, we do. They better. Okay, what are you gonna do? I'm dropping no hints. I'm gonna let them figure it out. I gave them a five minute grace period. Or however many turns, say three turns. Take it back three turns. And let them and let them figure out how to do it. And you're basically saying, I'm giving you time to prep to get out of this. What are you going to do? Because it, to me, that, like I said, it reminds me of the old serials. And, and that's a great way to pace something, I think. So anyway, this is all subjective. You know, anyway, I got to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk about this or anything else, oldmangrognargmail.com, or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program. And I want to thank Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, and John Allen, and Michael. Thank you, guys. Don't forget to listen to Dan Gregg's The Young, Y-U-N-G, Young Grognar podcast, Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Albert podcast, Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tinker's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Oh,